0: Welcome to What's Left, the weekly political discussion challenge in the mainstream left. I'm Eduardo Barca with co-host, teacher and socialist Andy Lipson, and community organizing socialist Kenny Cepeda. We are online at what-s-left.webnot.com. Please subscribe, rate, review, turn on your notifications, and share your favorite episode wherever you found this episode. Thank you. Today, we'll be interviewing um, Paul Heyder, Paul Haider spent his years as a journalist in places like Bisbee and the Southern Arizona border covering human interest and environmental issues in Spokane and throughout the Pacific Northwest. He's worked in the English and Journalism Department as part of the faculty at several different colleges, having done social work with homeless and incarcerated populations, worked as a union organizer for SEIU and is a widely published author, including the books Wide Open Eyes Surfacing from Vietnam and Reimagining Sanity, Voices Beyond the Echo Chamber. Paul's writing can be found at Dissident Voice, LA Progressive, Street Roots, Cert Magazine, Counterpunch, LA Times, E!, the <coughs> Environmental Magazine, Planning, and NOVA. Paul writes on a variety of topics affecting society, and today we will be discussing with him just a few of those topics on which he writes about, such as predatory casino disaster capitalism from several vantage points as a way to understand current collapses and crises. Welcome, Paul.
1: I really appreciate you all hosting this podcast. Thank you. Yeah,
2: and um, the way we got connected was I can't remember. We had done kind of an outreach to to folks and let people know that there were, if folks were interested in being on our show, that they should contact us. And Paul took took the opportunity to do that. I think you contact you just sent me an email, and we got to talk for a while. And honestly, I was just really uh, struck by. Paul's range of experience, of life experience. Um, He's also one of the few leftists, Marxists I've found in the United States who's openly questions the COVID narrative that is being put out by the mainstream. And also really, we got to talk about some things that we really haven't got to talk on this show about gain of function kind of stuff, uh, militarization of space, the effects of electromagnetic radiation. And I really, there's a lot of things I think Paul could talk about even beyond that, but I'm really hoping we can touch on those issues here, um, because some of these things I hadn't really heard about, uh, or rather, I don't know as much about, and I think it's important to get informed about them and hear you know, what people who've been looking into it have to say about it. So, I, Paul,
1: I appreciate you coming on board. Yeah, and, and I think it all undergirds the fact that I'm a systems thinker. So, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to do the credentials and say I got X, Y, and Z college degrees but they're real college degrees they weren't online and i actually had to work i was a journalism major so i worked in a town called tombstone on a lab paper and did a uh, real uh, small town community journalism worked on the arizona daily wildcat uh, as a college city editor and we actually got the college football coach fired because he did some unscrupulous uh, uh, things with uh, unused southwest airlines vouchers for his his team and uh, we all actually uh, got a, a possible Pulitzer Prize nod. We didn't get it as a college paper. We broke the story about the University of Arizona vet school, where the one of the uh, quote scientists and vets was uh, sending out um, clandestine calls for dogs to be used in a ballistics test. I mean, they've been doing ballistic tests on dogs to see what a 22 caliber does a hollow point nine millimeter. And I mean, there was so much research on it, but people were actually getting paid 50 bucks, a dog jumping the backyards in Tucson and people would find their dogs missing. So, um, you know, that's eight, I'm an 18 year old at that point, And, um, it all connects to me, Vietnam, um, DARPA, which was the ARPA, uh it it's just so easy for me to see that the pandemic and the bioweapon SARS uh, COV2, it, it it was already in the pipeline. It was already being experimented in Korea. Um Unit 731 was a Japanese uh bioweapons covert. Biological and Chemical Weapons uh, Research Program that the United States uh, took under its wings. And then there's Operation Paperclip where, you know, 10,000 Nazis, about 1,600 missile Nazis were allowed into this country. And they ended up in Alabama and other places developing our our, our missile systems. And so Operation Paperclip, even though I knew about that when I was um like 15 when my we lived in Paris, France, and my dad was, was in the Signal Corps in the Army. And so I have uh, both uh, Scottish and um, German relatives. That's where we come from. Um, it really picked up maybe uh, the Operation Paperclip when I did a, a story on the Hanford site here in the Tri-Cities, so on Washington. So that's where the um, raw material was made for one of the bombs that uh, we dropped on japan on uh, nagasaki and i did it, 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 it's not a downwinder thing it's actually hanford is the largest superfund site in the united states there's 36 million gallons of these tanks that have been leaking radioactive uh, a slurry into the great columbia river and um, all the native american tribes that depend on their eucharist which is salmon by the time they're 25 they have their thyroids uh taken out so it's called the hanford collar right so they've got they've got um that cut uh in their neck that shows that their parathyroid or their thyroid was taken out because of the uh nucleotides that contaminating the fish. It goes right to the fat cells of salmon. And so I did a story um, on a farmer who has all these files in a barn of all these strange anomalies tied to the radiation that was being leaked at Hanford. We're talking about sheep that have their skeletons on the outside of their bodies and then um, Hanford released some air and it followed the Palouse and some of it ended up in Spokane and I've been in Spokane 10 years Spokane has a high incidence of MS and um, birth defects and so we talked and um, you know he studied Operation Paperclip himself so you know it came back up in terms of, uh, Oppenheimer and Los Alamos. So a lot of those Nazis were running around the country, helping develop, uh, you know, these, these nukes. And, um, then you, like I mentioned, and then there's, I mentioned unit 731, which is the Japanese clandestine's biological and chemical, uh, warfare quote unquote research, uh, unit of the Imperial Japanese Army. And so those Japanese were then folded into the American um, bioweapons program. So we're talking 1948, the organization's called ARPA, the Advanced Research Projects Agency. And that's where they, again, these army military uh, scientific entities. They don't ask permission. They don't use a precautionary principle and they go ahead and um, develop a nuclear bomb in the ion- ionosphere to try to disable uh, put, uh, satellites because uh, uh, Sputnik was, was coming online. ARPA then turns into DARPA a couple years later and that's called the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. So I'm, you know, I'm 18, 19, learning about DARPA, uh, learning uh, from some of the guys and I hung out with who were Vietnam vets, who were part of uh, research programs on uh, experimental vaccines and drugs on malaria, anti malaria drugs. So, you know, when I see the, the pandemic and the bioweapon. Uh, of, of 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 2019, COVID-19, right? Um, it, it, it's a no-brainer for me. It's a slam dunk. But again, people's narrative frames are not ready for this information. It is way too much information for the average Western mind to absorb the fact that our government has already been doing this stuff 50, 60 years before we have uh, COVID-19. And, you know, we bombed Hiroshima and Nagasaki when we didn't have to, and, and the war was over. We have scrubbed the fact that Russia won world war two, they lost 19 million people and China lost 12 million people. 450,000 Americans died in world war two, which is significant, but it's, it's a drop in the bucket when you compare the fact that, um, You know, Russia actually uh, defeated the Nazis. It wasn't the United States that defeated the Nazis. So when I'm teaching now at age 23 at the University of Texas, I'm shocked at how many of my students know nothing about World War II history. They don't know anything about the Vietnam War. They don't know what Korea was. They don't even know when the Civil War happened. And these are English classes I'm teaching, but they're research uh, writing classes. So it's really vital for me to do cross Discipl- disciplinary um teaching and so when you came to me and or I came to you Andy it just seems like a systems thinking um problem that we can solve what why did it happen what was the event 201 why were the the military games and 300 us soldiers were in wuhan why, you know it it all makes sense and you know whitney Web uh, others you know are are on the hot trail of this, but um, I mean COINTELPRO, Pro MK Ted Kaczynski as a genius going uh, going to college when he was 16 and and being used in psychological experiments that were actually military CIA based, but again it's the college, so it all it's amazing how DARPA works with universities in their bioweapons programs. And so it's not nefarious to the Americans because they think scientists are doing good and they do use the precautionary principle and they do the Hippocratic Oath of do no harm. And that's just complete bullshit because doctors have been (laughs) seeding syphilis into African-Americans. They went to Guatemala and worked with Guatemalan prisoners and gave them a syphilis to see what the effects would be. I mean, Mengele is a walk around the block. Joseph Mengele of Nazi fame compared to what's going on in this country through the auspices of the military research programs, working with Harvard, University of North Carolina, uh, Plum Island, uh, where Lyme disease was experimented on. Uh, Fort Detrick, Maryland, where many of my friends were used in experimental um, programs in the military, and they got an extra $200 a month, and one of my friends died, you know, of a heart attack, and his widow didn't realize that the body belonged to the U.S. Army 40 years later, that he signed a contract saying, when you die, we need to look at your body to see what the hell was going on. Makes sense.
3: Yeah so um can you tell us about your thoughts on the Wuhan uh, lab origin theory and um uh, you know the origins of uh, SARS-CoV-2 um
1: Yeah no for sure Kenny that's uh there's a good website called Harvard in the Big House uh he's a scientist and his son so they they've been re- writing about this he he may take the Chinese uh Bioweapon theory to a level that I don't agree. Um Unce, you know, the UN's review, he talks about uh, it as a uh, definitely an American bioweapon. So given all of that, Kenny, I mean, I didn't need them to uh, frame where I'm at. The gain of function has been going on since way past 2003. So maybe even before that. And gain of function is, is 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 genome editing so we have a new thing called CRISPR, which is this new miraculous uh, genome uh, splicing to, to try to save the world from all these diseases so all of this is going on 17 18 years ago in these um these bsl4 and bsl3 labs in america and in toronto and in um some european um uh uh, countries and it's 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 not so much weaponizing at first the scientists are trying to create super viruses to test to see if those viruses then can be defeated with a broad range of what they call vaccine vaccines so the ac1 and ac2 what's happening with covid is that gain of function research they were using humanized mice and humanized ferrets and they were tweaking the coronavirus there's more than 88 of them uh, and a lot of them do originate in bats but not just bats they're in pang they're in they're in civets uh, they're not in just in china they're in vietnam where i studied bats in 94. Uh, and,
2: oh, so, sorry paul just to be clear The they because right now everyone's been talking about just a China lab. I believe right now you're talking about work that's been done in U.S. labs, in China labs, or both.
1: Yeah. So all these characters that have all been brought up, the names of these scientists working with the Wuhan uh, Institute, they were doing gain of function at their universities, their respective universities in the United States. Uh, Fauci was was also part of that. So it it was already being done in this country because, you know, under George W. Bush, there was an effort to stop the gain of function research. Uh, There was uh, a a moratorium on it. There's a moratorium on uh, biological weapons and chemical weapons, as if that means anything. So the uh, Wuhan lab people were sharing um, information. And again, the coronavirus doesn't happen here in Mexico or in south america or in um, the united states so that darpa initiated research was to look at a weaponized virus because that is in their pipeline darpa is all about clandestine weapons whether it's bombing the ionosphere or it's using surveillance or it's using uh, internet surveillance so the research was shared in the 2015, 16, 17, between China and the United States and uh, even uh, Canada. And uh, I do have to believe that we don't know all of the DARPA stuff because DARPA is a secretive outfit. And I just have a feeling by seeing when the... SARS-CoV-2 happen, it doesn't happen the way the narrative says. You don't just have a few scientists with coughs. That's the Chinese narrative, people working on it, a few of them. And then all of a sudden, it takes over the globe. That's not how the, the corona cold or a flu virus works. It just doesn't happen that way and so for it to be bioweaponized it has the ability then to attack those respiratory cells and other vital organs that were already being tested on humanized mice i mean most people don't realize that there's a place in texas that produces mice that are genetically modified to receive breast cancer cells and receive um tuberculosis cells, but they're also there to be more humanized for things like respiratory illnesses. And so (laughs) it didn't jump from a wet meat market. I've been to Vietnam. Wet meat markets have been around for hundreds of years. It didn't jump from a bat to a human and then all of a sudden end up in Italy, all of a sudden end up in Seattle, where some of the first quote unquote cases happen. This all speaks to DARPA, University of North Carolina DARPA, Harvard DARPA, all those 13,000 American scientists, quote unquote, working on viral research. Some of them obviously are working with good intentions, but DARPA has all that information and DARPA has their own set of government virologists who then are tweaking the science and this is what happened this is definitely a um a special bioweaponized SARS because it sort of hits certain racial groups and it sort of hits I mean I don't know if you remember but early on People were talking in the mainstream media why it might be attacking um, Asians in particular. And um, I I think China knew that uh, America did a turncoat on them. And, um, you know, mRNA vaccinations are already in the pipeline. It takes 10 years to do a vaccination, and they're already doing this. And it's an experimental a vaccine quote unquote that um they've already been testing and uh so what's happened is the mrna is actually attacking those vital organs including the respiratory system um, and the heart um the way the sars CoV 2 was attacking the mice and this is this is reality, and it's really hard to put it together. It's the 9-11 um, World Trade Tower story. It's very difficult because the bigger the lie, as Google said, the easier the lie can filter through a society. And th- these are big-ass lies. And just to be clear,
2: um, when you, from your vantage point, we're not just talking about Obviously, the wet market things you're saying—that's that's crazy, or that's wrong. Now, the recent narrative that the U.S. is going to is it's it's Chinese weapons development, and that it leaked from the lab and it got out, you know, accidentally. Um, and 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 when you say that the United States has been doing this, and this largely is probably something that's come as a result of from a U.S. lab. Are you would, in your mind was do you think there was intent from the u s to like actually start this thing going you know
1: and um as opposed to a leak No, I think that the world uh, military games that happened uh, near in Wuhan we sent over three hundred people there. I think it's very easily uh DARPA uh, uh, you, you can spray clothes and you can spray, spray certain things. The viruses will stay alive. Uh, especially a super virus for uh, you know up to 17 days if if you if you bio weaponized it and you gene edited it so uh, you know it, 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 it was it sent in an atomized uh, a bunch of smoke uh, right guard uh, deodorant come on guys the the U.S. government does this stuff po- puts poison on Fidel Castro's wetsuit you know th- th- how, why is it so difficult? For people to believe that we hate the Chinese, the Chinese are on a trajectory up, we are a last stage capitalism, it is the narrative's there. I mean, for mainstream media not to have intelligent conversation about this and, and call everything a conspiracy, and you know the word conspiracy started with the CIA when people questioned the JFK narrative. It's actually a CIA terminology that was fed to all these Ivy League uh, scum schools that produce SCOTUS, that produce all these highly elite individuals that um, look at us as useless eaters or useless breeders or useless breathers. So, you know, that's Orwell and Philip K. Dick, but they they, they were way ahead of their time. Um,
3: I have a follow-up question. Um, you know, so... Since, you know, so you're saying that you think that it was weaponized, uh, carried over there, basically dispersed. So why wouldn't the Chinese, you know, kind of disclose that, you know, that story?
1: You know, there's a good piece out, Kenny, that is in dissonant voice and it's it's out today and I'm not going to refer to it there. there. The question is, why aren't the Chinese and Russians um? bringing up the, the history of our genocide in this country, because it is not brought up a lot. You know, the whole exterminate uh, all the brutes uh, uh, narratives. We, we, we just don't, for some reason, China and Russia are very afraid uh, of a nuclear war. Of, uh, uh, so they're, they're not putting uh, a stick in the, the U.S. hornet's nest. And it's a very ugly hornet's nest. And so the Chinese shut down, locked down, sprayed millions of gallons of bleach on their streets they imported thousands of gallons of uh, vitamin c liquid vitamin c at the early stage Uh, they they used zinc magnesium vitamin d they they've already been working on these viruses they've been using um the the most common things humans have used to balance their immune system they've been doing this already on on swine flu and the h1n1 and so they they were just ready for an outbreak but there's no way in hell can it happen at a wet meat market It spread you know the smoking gun is that there's some miners in china that came down with coughs and now they're going back to that those 2006 stories of these miners may have been the first to carry a SARS, C-O-V type thing. Again, that's silly stuff. I was in Vietnam in bat caves working with WWF. We were eating food. We had no PerL. Per, per we had nothing like that. My, we met guano co- collectors in Vietnam. If guano collectors or miners got sick and they went home, Vietnam is a highly social, highly concentrated population society so the miners got sick but none of their wives and kids got sick so it's n- it's a bio weapon because it's happened globally and it has come at the expense of misinformation campaigns propaganda big pharma already having this stuff in the pipeline Pfizer's uh, former um, scientific director 30 years Coming out in Canada saying this is a bioweapon. So Pfizer's own guy, 30 years, says it's a bioweapon. And of course they censor his stuff. So putting the dots together, connecting it, is very problematic in a society that still believes that the 13th Amendment abolished slavery. Or that the um, USS Liberty that just happened was an accident. Israel destroyed a, the USS Liberty, uh, it was a cover-up, that um, uh, the Gulf of Tonkin was was not a false flag. We know all of this stuff exists, but when you start connecting dots and not having it all connected, we sound like us, people like me, tinfoil hat person, but it's not true because I have a degree in biology. I have studied climate change. I have studied coral reefs. I it's, it, I, I have studied vaccinations and the mercury preservative. I have studied autism cases that have exploded in the society. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and I communicate a, a lot. In fact, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is one of the um, people that won, you know, the lawsuit against Gates and in, in, in Africa for um, their vaccination program. The HPV vaccination by Merck is a destructive vaccination that has caused not only crippling disease for young women, but has caused death. So there's class action lawsuits in Colombia against uh, the HPV. Interesting that Merck is um, <laughs> produced H, uh, the HPV Gardasil vaccination. They made $3.5 billion on it, and yet they got a $3.2 million judgment against them for Vioxx. These people are nefarious. These are not true scientists. They are definitely scientists in the employ of charlatans. They are the ones that are able to up the nicotine level of tobacco. They're the ones who advise North Carolina how to add up, you know, we can add up to 300 different chemicals to to tobacco in this country. Up to 300 chemicals are approved for tobacco. And these—that's science. This is not just, you know, Edward Bernays' mad men and women. These are scientists in the employ of corporations that are there to uh, help the profit margin. So why would it be so odd that Pfizer would be involved in an mRNA that happened so quickly, and now there's all sorts of discussion about heart lining inflammation of young men and women. You know, if the U S media doesn't want to look at this, then they're just not looking at um, the United fruit country. They're not looking at killer Coca-Cola. I've been in those countries. Coca-Cola still hires hit squads to kill union organizers. This is just the American, um, it's not critical race theory it's critical United states a continuing criminal enterprise theory and we see attacks on um teaching this big time in our schools not just k through twelve because that's a that's a dead gone deal but in colleges and um can't teach the sixteen nineteen project why it's it's you can't do open veins. Uh, get edward galliano's uh, memory of fire you can't teach howard zinn you can't teach flux and dunbar tees you can't teach Pablo Neruda i mean so why would it make not make sense that you can't have a conversation about SARS-CoV being a bioweapon makes sense to me
0: i would like to know if you it's it, we're beginning to see that um, Fauci, Dr. Fauci, is allowing or beginning to say something about how there is a possibility that this could have leaked from the lab. Um, why do you think the change um, from the U.S. media, even President Biden, uh, being all right with a thorough investigation of China?
1: Because China is our clear and present danger in society. So um, we're even uh, uh, open, more open to Russia. China is the enemy. And so um, if you s- put nefarious, they were testing the coronavirus. the coronavirus is in their country. There's the bat lady um, who has 88 coronaviruses she, she um, isolated, and her job was to try to stop a jump from animals to humans. She was very concerned about a pandemic. Why is it makes sense that China then becomes the bugaboo in Biden neoliberal neo-fascist and Trump neo-fascist. It makes sense because they are already closing some ports. Our container ships are not just messed up because of the Suez Canal, not just messed up because there was a big fire on one in Malaysia. Now, one of the largest shipping uh, ports was closed because uh, the quote-unquote D variant is popping up in China. China's got their shit together, and this is a bioweapon that is running in the summertime, Uh, COVID doesn't jump from pavement to your nose. Um, Ivermectin works. Uh, Nitric uh, oxide works. Uh, All you need is nasal spray, and it cuts the viral load down big time in your uh, mucus passages. Fauci's already been indicted for HIV research. The the, the African green monkey research and all of the tweaking of the SIV, the simian um, virus, all of that is documented. And it's just so much for people to take in because it points to the fact that we are the enemy. If we look at ourselves, we are the enemy. And DARPA is an incredibly, um, Thug and sophisticated thug outfit. I mean, it is amazing What they do in their research programs? Absolutely amazing Uh, the bombs and the the space weapons and um, Atomic blasts in the ionosphere working with uh, Dow uh, on um, uh, Agent Orange you know, there's like 12 agents. The, the orange was the band around the barrels. So there was Agent Blue. That was a blue band around those 55-gallon uh, barrels of defoliant. There was Agent White. There. Were, uh, I've been to Vietnam, but before I went to Vietnam, we were testing the U.S. military and DARPA and scientists were testing a thing, uh, a wheat uh, uh, bacteria. And there were a stories in vietnam repeat small villages people were bleeding like a hemorrhagic fever out of their eyeballs and out of their their mucus membranes, sort of like an ebola thing and it goes back to them studying this wheat bacteria which is a is a poison you know uh ricin it's a poison all of these have been studied in the labs way before china even got off their feet as a global power and um again unit 731 is is embraced by the United States of America at the end of World War II when the Japanese Imperial Army fell. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what kind of dots Americans need, but, you know, I've always said Americans are as dumb as dirt. We don't read a lot. We, um, we watch a lot of crap TV. We don't question. And um, I've been seeing this since I was you know 13 years old, living in Paris, France, around a bunch of military not just mine, but a lot of other countries' military. It's, it's amazing how um, nefarious um U.S. is. My dad was in Vietnam. We had people in Vietnam in 1960 who didn't speak Vietnamese. So wh- what does that tell you? So we're in Vietnam in 1960 and 62, and not one of those those Marines, those advanced um, uh area of marines spoke vietnamese it, it's the same thing happened with iraq nobody spoke uh, uh, arabic languages or very few people spoke farsi when we overthrew uh, the democratically elected uh, president of iran you know just 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 read the graffiti read uh, eduardo Galliano. read read even milk toast like howard zinn read read these people they they've been writing about this a long time, you know, Gore Vidal has wrote about this too, as the United States of amnesia, you're, you're dealing with a person, me who can see and put all these things together. And so it does seem like I'm speaking a lot because there is so much information that doesn't get spoken. And how do I, in an hour, uh, Eduardo connect the dots of COVID space wars. And of course, now we're talking about five and six G, which, uh,
3: and I, I do still have a question about your views on this, um, you know, for example, you know, how deadly this virus is in mm-hmm. fact, you know, versus, you know, statistical manipulation and, and propaganda, you know, how, how do you view the, the deadly the deadliness of the virus?
2: I'll add on to that question. Cause that's a debate that exists among people opposing this COVID shit is the idea of like, there are people who are open to the idea it's a bioweapon but then other people will say but it's not really that deadly because the stati- the fatality statistics are fairly low so how do you make sense of that debate that exists about whether or not um, whether or not this was like kind of like a, a bioweapon versus people who are saying well well look how it's not a very good
1: bioweapon because it doesn't kill people very effectively kind of thing and so, and so that's what a bioweapon is it it cannot take out huge, vast numbers of a population. A bioweapon is all about invoking fear in a population. So there have been deaths. It hasn't been 20% of the population has died. That would not work. The whole world would shut down. This is a targeted bioweapon that attacks certain people with comorbidities. We are in a country, 60% of Americans have one chronic illness. And 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 that's tied to uh, obesity. It's usually hypertension. 40% of Americans have two, and up to 15% of Americans have at least five chronic illnesses. When you get a cold or the flu with those chronic illnesses, you will be taken down in many ways because we have a broken medical system, the, the for-profit killing system of, of, of our society. So if you don't have, uh, I mean... Clinics that can give somebody a vitamin C load, give them aspirin. That's what Mexico City and Peru did. They gave people aspirin, ivermectin, uh, zinc, magnesium, and they were most people, the, the death rates in Peru and in Mexico dropped 75%. People are dying. The morgues are filling up in Brazil and Peru, and that's just a fact, but it's Unfortunately, in Peru, in Mexico, the core comorbidity is high there too because there's an obesity and a hypertension rate in those countries that have given up to neoliberalism, and and are eating the American diet, and 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 they're exposed to chemicals that are causing diabetes and forever chemicals and PFASs. It's a very nefarious um, issue here that this weapon was developed to go after the heart and the respiratory system when DARPA knew that hypertension is one of America's, not just African-Americans, but they have a higher caseload of that. Uh, Latinx have a higher hypertensive rate than the general white population, but the white population has a lot. It all connects, but you don't, if you don't want to connect it because it it, you have to believe, well, what kind of a bioweapon would it be? Because why didn't they just wipe out 40% of the world like Bill Gates' is that's not. That's not how it would work. You want to get people on Zoom. You want people to fear going outside. I'm in Spokane in 112 degrees, and there are tattooed dudes that look like they were my brothers in a past life, bikers and stuff. They're wearing masks outside by themselves. You have done what you need to do with this weapon, because what's going to happen is you have the booster come on. You have uh, the next uh, pandemic, and people are already enculturated and habituated into uh, we're going to have another lockdown. It's just the way it is. Things are cool now. Wait till another one spreads, and um, but there is a high death rate of people based on the comorbidity. Are they dying of COVID? Is the PCR test valid? Of course it's not valid. The developer of it before he died said it wasn't valid as a test for viruses. It, it, it gives the wrong information. Um, so there's a lot of conspiracy, different sort of rails of this argument, but that's exactly what they want. They want us all to be arguing around the edges while the World Economic Forum, the Internet of Things, the Internet of Nano, nano Things, advances on it, it, it marches on. Capitalism does not want to die, and so their next frontier is AI, universal incomes, uh, a, 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 a society, cult whole societies wearing masks all the time, throwing common sense out the window. But I mean, you know, it's it that's that's they've studied it from Edward Bernays to Goebbels to Mengel. I mean, this stuff has already been set in motion in 1948 when ARPA decided to want to uh, against, I mean, who gives Tesla the right? Now let's go to the satellites. Who gives Tesla the right to have 12,000 satellites in space? Who gives the right to the British company that wants a mega constellation? So by 2050, there's 60 satellites in space. Who gives them the right? Where are the uh, uh, people preventing this? Who who actually is out there saying we don't have a right to militarize or to 5, 6G space? We don't have a, that right. They have the right because they own the, the narrative. They own the internet. They own the media and they own the science. And we're just a bunch of uh, uh, whack the mole kind of people in the left wing trying to Figure out why, how, cannot be. I can't believe they would go this far, and I'm seeing that in the narrative. So let's let's go from 4G. Let's go to 3G. Let's go with to microwaves. All of those things that were introduced before we go to 5G. There, are, the jury is not out about cell phone and certain tumor cancers. That, the the British are still looking at that. So cell phones in young people. If they're on it too long, for many, many years during their formative growth years, those cancers have never been seen before in this, the medical literature. Those are cancers that are sort of near the ear in the brain. We know that, because I have a degree in marine biology, uh, LSAT, uh, the, the, the uh, low-frequency sonar that the Navy does, we know that beaked whales and other beaked. whales get bleached they beach themselves because the sound and those kind of radio waves are discombobulating those sensitive cetaceans, the whales and the porpoises. We have that. We've studied it. Um, So what bees are uh, sort of burned with five or four G um, uh, electromagnetic radiation. Bees are losing their sense. We just had an event, Last weekend in England where 5,000 um, trained carrier, actually 50,000 carrier pigeons got lost in this ana- annual pigeon race. And they've never seen that before. And, you know, people say it's sunspots, but we have so much background 3G, 4G, 5G is already in the pipeline and 6G is on cruise ships that it is absolutely putting a tax load on animal, mammal, insect, even plant on our immune systems. So there are stories out there saying that 6G might facilitate the coronavirus because it does break down our immune system. It tells our gut and our hormones and our glands to do certain things that allow a common cold or a common flu to run rampant in the uh, body so can you imagine satellites that are uh 6 5g uh, you have the only way 5g works is you have to have every 450 yards in a city to do the internet of things well, you have to have okay. these receivers
2: there Look, it might be worth it because i i still am tri- to say what the actual difference between 4g and 5g and 6g are structurally mm-hmm. as i understand mm-hmm. it what we're talking about is a difference both in the concentration level of the amount of electromagnetic radiation that you're being drenched in, in terms of the the, 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 n- the number of times electromagnetic radiation is being sent at you. And then right. the types of frequencies that are sent might be different as you go from 4G to 5G to 6G.
1: Is that correct? Yeah. It's sort of like the uh, pH in uh, the ocean. It's all exponential. So if pH goes up seven. Uh, like 7.8 it goes up to 7.9 that's not just a 0.1 increase it's bigger and so the same thing with the cycles of mega megahertz so as the radio the ham radio as a certain frequency and then you move into microwaves uh, and then you satellite dishes and then you start moving into 2g 3g phones and as you go up to 4gs the number, the frequency, and the wavelengths are the same and different at the same time. So there's more of them. They're more concentrated and they, are, they go through the body like neutrinos. So a, a radio wave goes through your body. You know where the therapeutic radio scan is. That's, that's called a, a, an x-ray. That, that's also a, a, a wavelength, right? X-rays. And so it, it's stuff that hasn't been studied it has, we don't know the synergistic effects of uh, 3G, 4G, 5G on bodies that are already polluted with chemicals. We don't have those studies because they're almost impossible to do. Because you're, you're studying one, interacting with five, maybe ten. And you're in the same sticky wicket that the tobacco people said you can't prove our cigarettes cause lung cancer because there are so many other environmental things. And that's exactly 5G on the internet. They make, they make doctors look stupid that are actually saying we need to do a timeout on 5G. These are doctors. These are scientists that are saying we don't know exactly what this does to the human physiology. But we have a sense it's actually discombobulating. Our memory—it's causing immune issues. It's causing uh, foggy brain. It's causing anxiety. It causes heart palpitations, and so that's kind of what. uh, So Wi-Fi is 4G now, and so there are doctors who say, "Look, if you have a fluorescent light bulb above you, and if it gives you a headache, that's a certain wavelength frequency. If that's so." You need to turn off all your Wi-Fi stuff around you because you're getting um, this leakage that causes some people, for whatever reason their physiologies are more prone to it, to have headaches, brain fog, just around the Wi-Fi, the TV on, and your cell phone um, uh, charging next to you. They say stop it all, especially if you have a proclivity to this kind of uh, uh, discombobulation. That's all fact, but 5G is not going to look at that. They're going to say, that's just anecdotal. That's how science, it's all anecdotal evidence. And they're telling us we can prove to you that 5G and 6G doesn't, it's safe. They can't prove to you that. But if they say it enough times, then the average person is going to want 5G because it increased your Netflix load. It gives your internet of things. You get to have Amazon, uh, run all your appliances you get to have uh rfids put into your children so you can track where they are um they can't just throw their cell phone away so uh, this is what they want and then i also mentioned the internet of nano things which is then the small nano not always a nanoparticle but it is the, the the implants that are being proposed for brains for changing heart rates uh, therapeutic with those internet of nano things, they actually need more bandwidth. So there's, that's what 6g is about to get, uh, doctors in India to look at a kid in, um, San Francisco to find out how weak that, that thing in the body can amp up a certain endocrine load can help that person you know, with maybe heart palpitations, all of this stuff is um, the island of Dr. Moreau. It's it's been written about, man. Um, and and, and it's, China's not China's not perfect. Is China is jumping jumping on the same level because they are doing five G as a way to CCTV their whole society. They want their whole society to be monitored. In a lot of that is a knee jerk because they they know that the U.S unleashes bioweapons. So I guess they want to make sure that they can monitor incursions into their society of quote unquote spies, PhDs from Harvard, MIT spies, you know? Has
0: Paul, to- I, yeah. Paul, I, I. But we're not saying here, or at least why don't you clarify your position that 4G, 5G, and even possibly 6G in the future, it's not connected to, to COVID, is is it? It is, because um, cruise ships use
1: uh, 6G. That's, I mean, again, Eduardo, it's not like it's it's being invented. It's already there. So 6G is just increasing the speed of the emet- electromagnetic radiation. So cruise ships, because they're offshore and they people expect to have internet capacity out there, they're on a 6G um, system, and there are articles, and I I'm, I can't look at everything, but there are articles saying that a lot of those cruise ships had the COVID out- outbreaks big time. If you remember the early COVID, those cruise ships had a high preponderance of people with COVID. And um, so you could either say, well, it's because they were all in a cramped mm-hmm. space. Right. Or, but there are a lot of people saying that 6G can facilitate these autoimmune um, issues that um, are already rampant in our society.
0: But it, it's not a direct link is what I, I guess. Some people are saying that there is a direct link and you're saying it's an environmental factor that is compromising our immune system. that That is the reason why we're weakened against uh, SARS, SARS-CoV-2 or any kind of SARS uh, virus, right?
2: Really? any any assault to the body because it's um it's creating a kind of a we're basking in an electromagnetic radiation stew of um potential damage because it does most of these radiations do are at frequencies that can penetrate your body uh, and skin and bone and stuff
1: absolutely you know and i and i have a good friend rick de marinas he's dead but he was uh, uh he was in the army testing i mean the air force doing radar he became a fiction writer he was a uh a fiction writer at the university of texas el paso and um he got brain cancer like a lot of air force people working on those radar shot sites in alaska and greenland so they're around fixing those those microwave uh systems that we used in the 40s and 50s and a lot of those air force folks have died of the same kind of brain tumor because it's hitting the brain right it's and. So don't you think that a scientist, I'm not saying all scientists are really holistic. They're not natural past. They're dumb as dirt. Medical doctors are really stupid. They don't even know what nutrition is. Um, don't you think that they are looking at those things if cetaceans and porpoises are beaching themselves at a certain frequency for the LSAT that the Navy uses, sonar, don't you think that there's got to be one or two scientists out there that's an independent thinker saying, what does all this radiation do to the body to break down the immune system that would allow a H1N1 to take off like dynamite, right? Um, and, and let's let's be clear that, um, you know, when you give a population LSD like we did, the CI did, CIA did when you do Wormwood. I don't know if you saw that series on Netflix about MK Ultra. When when you start doing you know uh, these uh, the Milgram experiment uh, at, at Stanford, when you see that kind of mentality as part of the capitalist Western mindset, all of this is possibleness. We're not. I'm not. I'm not a fabulist. I mean, I can take all of you to a an ecosystem off the lease and show you why we have reef damage, why the turtle populations are collapsing, why there is bleaching, why all those cruise ships are knocking over coral heads because they have anchoring issues. And I can talk about the economic impact of those cruise lines where they're actually not giving money to the local economies. And, you know, I can tell you why we have a uh, way wait- disease up here with sea stars and why we have, I mean, I know what uh, microplastics do to uh, animals. I know, uh, I know what bioaccumulation is. So don't you think there would be people that are much more um, degreed than I am looking at all of the synergistic effects of their society? Does it take Robert F. Kennedy to look at why autism has, has gone out the windows tied to the regimen of vaccinations that we force on kids. He's not anti vaccination. He's very concerned about how many vaccinations are forced on children by the time they're five, or he was very concerned about aluminum. The French are very concerned about aluminum as the adjuvant in uh, vaccinations to replace the, uh, the methylmercury, which was a type of um, preservative, but it's also that immune discombobulator. That's what a vaccine needs. It needs something to knock the immune system out so that virus, the dead one, if, before the MRA, is able to go into uh, the human physiology. Don't you think that they may have looked at this? Does it take me as a 64-year-old to say that the VDT, the Visual Display term- Terminal, as a journalist, we already have those memos saying you've got to... Re- and limit your time in front of a cathode ray tube because people are getting not only macular degeneration but are having some anomalies in terms of brain fog doesn't it does it take me going back to the stupid cops in our country that have testicular cancer because they held the stupid radar gun between their their um thighs when they were in between gunning people that were accused of going too fast and the, even the police departments have been have told people cops don't rest that on your gonads so they don't do that so you are what you eat you are what you absorb you are what you read you are what you think you are what you do you are what you don't do what you don't read what you don't put into your body hey guys look master university is a naturopathic university. Those people are looking at the The the, A lot of people in this country have a gene defect. So there's a book called Dirty Genes. So that 1.5% of the population can't drink beer or they get headaches. They can't eat certain foods or they have gut uh, problems. They don't absorb thiamine properly. Can we not have scientists that are smarter than me? that I don't have an MD degree. I've been around a lot of doctors that are dumb as dirt. Uh, they don't, they, you know, I've been a vegetarian my whole life. Where do you get your protein? And it's like, we get too much protein. We don't get enough fiber. You know, they're dumb as dirt, but they, they have a million bucks in the bank. They are running for office like uh, the Pauls, Rand and Ron Paul. And, um, you know, they, they are the decision makers. They are, uh, the scientists, the the, the
2: I think one of the things you're also getting at, and this I do think is the reason that there probably isn't a lot of science into looking at four, the effects of uh, bathing in 4G radiation and 5G radiation, 6G radiation, is because these infrastructures are being set up for, you know, human to humans, a robot, humans a machine communication, then machine to machine communication, to basically essentially these are part of the digital prison that is being constructed. And there's a, there's a profit incentive for constructing this business-wise, but there's also a control incentive for doing that. And I think there's, so those things mean that essentially this isn't gonna get looked at experimentally, that essentially the experiment, just like these vaccines, the experiment is going to be done by essentially implementing it on us. Um, uh, that, that is my understanding, I guess. Um, it's just for me what was interesting in reading some of the stuff is some of the evidence you had found the little evidence that's out there about the known effects of the electromagnetic radiation that we're, we are currently getting that it would do biological damage but i i think there's a definite profit incentive for why this research would not be done
1: well i mean uh glyphosate uh, roundup i mean how many of those scientists have lost their grants who say, you know, it's not just killing the monarch butterfly. It's not just killing, you know, that BT corn. This this stuff is in soil and it's caused this uh, this gut discombobulation. So a lot of the true hormones experts are saying there's way too many people in our society that have autism, IBS, have uh, Hashimoto's disease, and it's all being tied to 80% of all our food in a traditional store has residual Roundup-ready uh, uh, spray on it. And so doesn't it make sense that the cat's out of the bag, but the profit incentive is already there? And doesn't it make sense that you get judges that then uh, come in on an appeal and deny uh, $230 million judgment on um, uh, Roundup? The the People versus Agent Orange—that's a thing on PBS. I know the filmmakers. Doesn't it make sense? The French court did not listen to the Vietnamese woman who's lost four or five kids to uh, Agent Orange diseases. Doesn't it make sense that they're not going to hear that because that's—that's you know Bayer, Syngenta, it's Gates, it's the the, it's this uh, so-called green um, genetically engineered uh, agriculture that's going to save the world. Doesn't it make sense? That if they're going to center that stuff, that the 5 and 6G that's going to make you and me not have Zoom interruptions, we're going to have crystal clear pictures. I can wear my Dick Tracy watch, and it will show my whole world, including maybe an X-ray of my brain as I get excited. I do a PET scan on me. What's going on with Hader, man? Is he getting whacked out because his brain is getting overloaded? This is the weird concept. Most Americans know that there's something wrong with social media. Most Americans know that they're being fooled by advertisers, but only 20 percent, uh, like uh, C.J. Hopkins on Off Guardian or or Edward Curtin or others, only 20 percent of the people in a Western society actually have enough self agency to question all forms of authority, including people talking about transhumanism, including people talking about a a pandemic. Does the mask work? Of course a mask doesn't work. A BSL-4 lab, which is a virus experimental lab, has people in spacesuits with an exterior oxygen um, uh, source. In a surgical theater, when they wear the blue masks, the nurses and doctors, they turn up the oxygen in a surgery theater, why? Because the masks that are preventing spittage, snot blood onto the face of a nurse, it does impede oxygen um, concentration in your blood so but you know you you start having these conversations, and people say it's too big you're there's I agree that there are false bags flags, sir. I agree that there are um, nefarious things going on in social media. I understand what algorithms do to the world socialist website, why Paul's writing is getting harder and harder to find on a simple Google search. I get that. But what can I do about it? And I think that's what capitalism does. It causes us to be atomized it, it's it's much more sophisticated than divide and conquer. Much more sophisticated than the Clintons triangulating out the the liberals in the Democratic Party. I think it's um, it, they, they they study this, guys. They they've been doing this for seventy years. They know how to get rid of Salvador Allende. You think that was yeah. just a, a a wet dream? That's the Chicago Boys. That's McNamara. That's using agent orange to destroy uh, a whole country vietnam or paraquat to fight the so-called uh coca uh, uh cocaine plants in south america and then you've got families from indigenous communities with uh, tumors on their their necks the size of uh softballs people don't want to connect this stuff because you know Paul's talking about high fructose corn syrup and why do they make, why is it causing all of these obesity issues and why does a high fructose corn syrup, why is it a sugar that actually has to be cooked and, and put into a whole process? It's not like sugarcane where you just smash the sugarcane, get the juice and let it dry in the sun, this stuff. Is a GMO corn that tastes like crap if you eat it, but you have to put it in a process where you're cooking it into a mash to get the sweetness from the starch of this genetically modified corn that is using Roundup Ready to keep the pests and the weeds from overtaking the uh, the fields. And why is it that it's ecoterrorism if Eddie, Kenny, and Andy stop at one of these high fructose corn plants with your um, cell phone, you will be busted. All of this is tied. So why is it, uh, why is it that certain scientists are free to, afraid to speak out on the, ther- the therapies or the therapeutics to help people who have the first sign of uh, SARS-CoV-2, you know, so gargle with peroxide, gargle with alcohol. Those are <laughs> the, just the tip of the iceberg that's already been out there, guys.
2: So let's um, transition to the militarization of space. And what I'd like you to try to do, because I think you've spoken to the health, the health problems of the five G and the six G. Maybe, if you wouldn't mind, could you try to basically speak to what is the capitalist plan? Why is this? In, why is this infrastructure being put in place, and how is it related to things like SpaceX and the militarization? So maybe speak to what is the reason why these 5G and 6G networks are being put in place you kind of spoke to a little bit with your with your watch and but it it goes beyond just um a, a good zoom connection there are actual um capitalist interests i think uh, that run run to it and then maybe could you speak about how that is connected to things like spacex and militarization of space
1: well the military of space andy is uh, uh contingent upon those satellites helping guide these incredible hypersonic missile systems these forever drones that run on uh the incredible uh, uh, mini uh nuclear batteries and uh, solar panel wings that can fly for two years three years at a time with hellfire missiles or uh, now plasma guns so the only way these things can run is you can't go from surface to uh, uh hypersonic uh missiles or uh uh offensive systems. You have to come from below to have a a satellite net, a web to help run those super um, systems. So it's sort of like when you have a moon landing or you put a man in the can and you do the space station. Oh, well, I know it's NASA and the military, but we, the common person gets some of the civilian benefits of all that stuff. Well, that uh, doesn't that seem like a, a, you know a scam, smoke and mirrors. Of course, they want people to like the military. Of course, the people want uh, batteries that are 10-year alkaloid uh, lithium batteries. A lot of that uh, uh, research started with uh, satellites and and, uh, rovers on Mars and the moon. So NASA now says we're going to have a flight to the moon every year, NASA is a military operation that works closely with DARPA and other military, the NSA, other agencies, and the Alphabet soup. So why are we going to the moon? Because the moon will have moon-based uh, satellite systems. They're not looking for black matter energy to run the world to save the poor human race during the blackout, the rolling blackouts, and portland or in chicago or texas where people die because we have a an uh, electro grid that that looks like something out of bulgaria 1920 we have transportation systems that don't run in the heat they are not doing it for those things it's all the military industrial pharma financialization ai uh, complex and um russia is developing these hypersonic uh, 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 missiles and China now has these these ram guns, and then there's the gods up there. These 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 things they send up into space that will discombobulate all the satellites. So it's this satellite warfare we're involved in, and there are um, different treaties that we supposedly should sign, but you know we haven't even signed a, the, the treaty to ban landmines. So I mean. This is what Israel, U.S., and a few other countries do. I mean, this is who we are. And the the satellite technology is not just to run your cat's dog food delivery system while you're on a trip to Burning Man. It's about running the military and our surveillance transhuman uh, capitalism. It's about having this show being logged And the words that you and I use that will then give them a psychometric um, profile of, am I going to be somebody that is a person of interest to watch in the future to be a fomenter of revolutionary or anti-authority, anti-science, anti-military thought, you know. Uh, and, And it's the Internet of Things to control the Internet. So the Internet isn't free. You guys get one, two, three strikes. How bizarre is that, that you get strikes? That is, that is the First Amendment to the United States, right? we
0: to get another strike with you.
1: <laughs> I know. We, we can't even talk about the strikes, you know, as a philosophical thing, man. You know? But you and, you, we all laugh about it, but the b- bottom line is the reality is it's the theater of the absurd and we are in this madhouse. And to be honest, the, the bug eyed lizard, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, the, the Gates, uh, the twenty seven hundred billionaires of the world, each one of them is a bad human being with a bunch of bad little Eichmann's and Eichmans behind them to run the system. So when I did Occupy Seattle, I did not say we are the ninety nine. I had a T-shirt as a Occupy Seattle teacher in Seattle when I was teaching at Green River College. We are the 80%, and people wanted to know what that meant. And I said, you know, 20% of the world, 20% of Americans own 92% of the wealth. So I do not embrace uh, not only the zero, zero, uh, point, uh, point one zero zero one percent or the 1%. There are 19%ers that are not in my trench, uh, my foxhole when Che Guevara and I come, come out of the, the the ether and we do our next revolution. They are dream hoarders they vote lgbtqa plus but they don't vote taxation they are hoarding their wealth three four hundred thousand dollars a year back in uh, occupy in 2000 i mean guys that's a lot of money back then and that three four hundred thousand dollar two income family that wealth is now in several million through investments through wall street they were not I guarantee you, they are not the ninety-nine percent. That, that I need to, I need to say that billionaires and millionaires are not going to abide by the anarchy and the um, um, constructive socialism and Marxism that I espouse. The Black Alliance for Peace espouses the Sandinistas and the uh, Zapatistas espouse all these small holder, holder farmers that are trying to get just their. Forty acres and a mule. back they need that. I mean, we would save the world with forty acres and a mule if we gave it to back to twenty million farmers. But um, that's not in the agenda. The uh, agenda two oh one. It's not in the world economic forum. But all of this Davos and the Aspen Institute and the Skull and bone Society. All of it connects. And um, it, you know, it's not the Da Vinci Code. Although the Da Vinci Code has has a lot of. Um, Connectivity to um, these secretive organizations that hoard wealth, and um, you know what can I say? The the, the Catholic Church didn't uh, apologize to the 257 uh, Indigenous uh, First Nations children in Kamloops, BC, and now they found another 737. The, the the Pope, the Holy See, can't even have a declarative: "We did something wrong. We apologize." You know, so. If they can't do it, and they're holy, why are the scientists going to apologize for thyroids being ripped out of twenty-seven-year-old Yakima Indian uh, women and men who still fish for salmon in the Columbia and the Snake Rivers that are affected by the uh, the nuclear fallout from the two bombs that destroyed Japan? Really,
3: I mean. Uh... <laughs> it's again, I was thinking of what you said, you know, um, how do you then talk to a population that is quasi literate, you know, when it comes to history and, you know, in in understanding all these things that have happened, that is evidence that is documented, you know, how how do you talk to um, people that are overwhelmed by all this information? Because, uh, you know, again, I'm sitting here listening to you and I've heard a lot of this, I've done a lot of independent research. You know, I, I would like to think that I'm one of those 20% that rejects authority and you know and questions everything, anyone in uniform, anyone, you know, with a title, um, you know, I don't I don't I I feel like I have self-worth, right? That I, I that I'm confident enough to to have my own thoughts and, and be willing to be wrong. So how do you talk to the 80%, you know, or the rest of the 80% too, you know, that, that you said that don't own. 90 percent of the wealth. How do you talk to people that are overwhelmed by their daily, you know, struggle to just make a living in, you know, the gig, living off the gig economy? Like, I don't know. It's a lot of questions, but this is what is in my mind right now. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, because I also have deep, deep-running um, anti-racist um, beliefs, and I'm a, a social justice warrior. So forget about all the 5G and the COVID and. In the militarization of space, the bottom line is most people I've met in Guatemala, Belize, all the countries I've been in as a as a traveler and liver and writer, um, they want the same common things. And I don't care about their political um, belief system, although that does have something to do with eventually where they go. Most people follow the flawed Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Most people just want to be left alone. They want to be able to have a family. They want to be able to not worry about uh, death squads pushing them off their Weiwei uh farms. They don't. They 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 want their kids not to grow up with birth defects, and they don't want their kids to have miscarriages because of of the chemicalization of the world. They they kind of want to have whales out on the ocean with blowholes. They 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 do want this stuff, and if you can push away. Way the way propaganda gets us to divide and conquer, um, that's that's one way. You know, I've hitchhiked from Nogales to Panama, and so I have to use some of my ground-truthing to let them know that people like me are not anomalies, and we have um, deep research on the ground as well as studied research that people actually are not born to be killers, greedy, and hoarding wealth. So the 80% of the people, some of them get in that trap. They do go on Bitcoin, or they do uh, Wall Street, or they do all this weird stuff. They play the lottery. But those are what the, the controllers, they, they, they work on our emotions. They understand psychology. But when you get down to it, the Vietnamese rice farmers, when I was in Vietnam, They'd take their shirts off. They'd show the wounds that they were used to be former Viet Cong. They loved me. I was the only American on this biological diversity uh, tour I did. And they just want you to drink their rice wine, eat their, their food, and actually talk about the 22 colors of rice green fields or the sunset or the cobra or the scorpions in their rice wine. They just really want you to connect to them to be a human being. And I think when I was teaching college robustly, 80% of the people, or maybe 90% of my students were blown away. And there was about 10% that were militarized border patrol, sort of criminal justice majors. And even, even some that aren't, you know, those majors, they just The wolf is off their eyes and they don't know what to do with it. But 80% of the people before I stopped teaching in 2018, um, they really do want this information and they actually don't want teachers to let the class just get fuzzy. Everybody does their own thing because they don't have the skill sets, the toolbox, the world experience. So they actually want to be told what people like me, might envision as a better world they don't want to be told what to do they don't want me to interpret millennials versus gen x gen z but they they don't know what to do they don't know how to fix their car they don't know what a solar panel really is the average college student doesn't know how to get a light bulb to work when you give them a battery a light bulb and a wire with both ends exposed people with master's degrees in electrical engineering they don't know how to get that thing lit without bringing something else into the play it's like no 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 you have a flashlight a double a battery and a wire you can't no i don't want to see a beer can here can you make that light three different ways so the average american actually is hungry for people to um facilitate and moderate and to lead by example and not to just let it be We'll run the our curriculum. We will decide uh, if we have grades, we will decide what the syllabus is. You know, I do a little bit of that. You know, we can pick and choose. But I would say majority of the students, I have the time, they want they want leadership. They really do. And most teachers are not leaders. They're they're, they're career careerists and they're afraid to to rattle the cage and shake, uh, or rattle the tree and shake the cage, or shake the tree and rattle the cage,
0: whichever. Paul, well, I have a question for you. You, you were um, talking about s- sort of some things that reminded me of a lost gone era that I brought up in, on our episodes uh, before, which is the 60s. The left used to be more so like the 60s where people questioned everything. It seems to me that anyone listening to this, what, what they would label and call uh, conspiracies of the stuff that we've talked about here, uh, they would more associate it today to the far right. And uh, and at one point, uh, there was more hesitancy and more aggressive distrust towards the government uh, in the 60s. Uh, would you, well, first of all, would you agree with that um, sort of framework that I just pointed out? Or the how I've, i i my analysis of the past and and today
1: yeah well so you know i am a journalist so i have stone says don't believe any uh bureaucrat whether it's in government or in um uh private industry so as a journalist i i'm not there to agree with a a patriotism patriarchy the the goal is to always <laughs> find truth so i think uh, a lot of that eduardo was inculcated in people of the 60s, I'm 64, so I'm not really, I was born in 57 and I grew up overseas, the Azores, so I'm not really a hippie, but um, I under, I've i been around a lot of those folks. I think Gary Webb, who did the uh, Iran-Contra uh, drug connection, we don't have those people anymore. Uh, Robert Perry, who does Consortium News, I think we had a lot more robust, independent thinking journalists we had many, 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 many more competing daily newspapers morning and night. We had alternative uh, weeklies. We don't have that anymore, Eduardo. We do not have a, a form of public discourse. And I'm not saying journalism is perfect because, of course, the newspapers I work for were sometimes owned by Gannett. Sometimes they were owned by syndicates. But we were still allowed to get a lot more stuff in about why 13 Salvadorans were found dead in the Oregon Pipe National Forest in Arizona, what the the, the the full context of what the coyotes were doing and why why these 13 people were coming to this country and what was happening in El Salvador based on U.S. Uh, School of America's policy. You don't have those forums anymore. And the Internet and these podcasts don't reach the public at large, so we don't have national conversations about this you know i was watching amy goodman she was talking about the 13th amendment today and it's like did you forget you just two years ago interviewed uh the woman who did the documentary called 13th i mean it was like she almost had amnesia it's like she was talking about the 13th amendment and forced prison labor and victoria's secret and microsoft and call centers being forced down the gullet of of prisoners in america it's like this amnesic um, issue. So I think Edward Snowden and Julian Assange is the same kind of person that would have sort of blossomed in the 60s like a Daniel Ellsberg or the Berrigan brothers or or some of the Catholic workers, anti-war people. But um, I, I do have to say, and I don't want to leave it on a dead end, I think our DNA, our spiritual and cultural DNA in this country um, has been mutated so much that we we need Black African nationalists. We need we need um, Latinx and people in other countries to lead. We we are not. This country is not capable of amassing on the ground vote lockdown shutdown um, national rolling strikes like they're already doing in those countries that are in our hemisphere south of the border. Right, and so it's just a fact, and it goes back to. 50, 60 years of propaganda, bad education. You are what you read, what you don't read, what you get exposed to, don't expose yourself to. And over the years, since I've been teaching 1983, the student body is just so colonized by capitalism, retail and consumption ideology, that the conversations that we had in the 60s were easier because it wasn't that much of a behemoth. There wasn't that much of an entanglement in the fifties and sixties of consumerism and retail mentality that we have now. And it's just too much for the Americans to be the leaders of any kind of revolutionary movement. That's why what's left the left, the left argue about all the wrong stuff. The world socialist website is sort of rate is very racist and misogynistic. They have some good stuff on there, but it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, you, you don't even understand what this country was based on, slavery. And so they think that that's, that's a type of, of, of a slippery slope, that it's, it's uh, adjusted history. I mean, we are in a, a lot of water because we don't listen to First Nations and indigenous and tribal people and peasants. And, and until we listen to them in the Amazon, until we listen to them in India, um, farmers that are actually trying to fight, GMOs and trying to fight the, the the big boys in the world transnational arena. We will continue to be colonized, and we will be eating around the edges all the time. We're always around those edges, trying to stake out our left or our right territory. And I'm a communist and Marxist. I I, I don't believe in militaries. I do think that we are naturally communistic, which you give the extra shirt off your back to a friend, a family member. And I think Americans don't have that. We are not communitarian. The K through 12 system is dog eat dog, every man, woman for themselves. It's, it's all a system based on, um, becoming compliant, good workers. And the few that get out of there, unfortunately, they become sort of the, the beautiful people. They're the ones who go to MIT, get the, uh, the three, four hundred thousand dollar a year jobs, and then they become sellouts because they, they, they invest on Wall Street. And Wall Street, sorry, everything you invest in, a green, socially responsible investment, HMO, I mean, a, a mutual fund. Sorry, they still have Microsoft, they still have uh, Raytheon on that in, in that mutual fund. so you know you can do what you want, but um, you know, I, I end with following Gandhi's uh, eight sins of man, you know, wealth without work, um, religion without ethics, you know, science without ethics. Uh, the golden the golden rule is universal throughout uh the lands if you know precautionary principle uh, we do have a commons i don't believe in the tragedy of the commons but i do believe that we have these commons i believe in bioregionalism i believe in the eco socialist thing i think we need to pull all these things together that sometimes are in contradictory camps or we are cooked literally through the end of ice and systems of oppression and suppression that are now infecting uh, rolling ground. We're not ready for climate change or for global heating. We're not. We're not ready for the, uh, the end of water. We're not ready for a condo that collapses and three others are going to collapse. And Florida is probably going to, Miami is going to have five to seven feet uh, ocean rise uh, by 2100. We're just not. And um, other countries, they sort of are. But when capitalism is in the mix, it's all about colonizing the profits. It's all about the tech the technocrats and the scientists sort of have the answers. And it's really a couple steps away from the Nazism. I mean, the, the German people love their doc her doctor, Herr Professor, you know. And I, I think Americans are coming from the United Kingdom mostly. Those that are not indigenous and from other um, diaspora, I think the the gene code of this country are Puritans and um, uh, and Germans and Nordics. And I don't think the white. I, I'm I'm sorry to bring this up. I think the white race is, has got some major problems historically. You know, well, well the uh, we are not the dominant race, but we are the dominant thugs on the block.
2: I I do in the spirit of the. uh, I do think we're also getting cooked in a uh what is it, a uh a bath of electromagnetic radiation as well. So I I, I hear you on that. Um I no, I appreciate what you're saying. I, I think for myself, I I am very pessimistic about the prospects for organizing in this country. And well, yeah, in this country. Um but I will say that Eduardo and I and now Kenny and even what's left is about that sliver of hope that we have um, for the possibility of reaching our fellow workers, whether they be black, whether they be white, whether they be brown, whatever, woman, transgender, whatever, um, with, around the idea that we have to fight the world that I think uh, is being constructed right now and that we're being asked to construct our own prison. Um, and so if we don't construct our own prison and instead construct something else, Um, I think there's a chance of stopping what's coming, but uh I don't want to let my fellow workers who've been quite a disappointment to me of late, and Eduardo and I have talked about that in terms of education here in the Bay Area. I don't want to let them off the hook by saying we we aren't gonna be part of that fight because I feel like um they've gotten away with being able to say that. And um I do feel like we have to say, no, this is this is a fight you're gonna have to join, otherwise
1: it's going to be bad news for a lot of us. I I agree that that mentality is a positive mentality that for you and your crew there I I'm I, it is hope. I mean I also studied Derek Jensen and uh, he's got a essay I uh, I would recommend you go to called Beyond Hope. It's in Orion magazine hmm. and um, it's called Beyond Hope and. You know, you can hope that the Obama, Obama administration or the EPA is going to save Sam, and you can hope that your mom's abuser is going to leave, but it's it's beyond hope. We, we've got we to do something by listening to our brothers and sisters in those other countries, because they are getting their asses kicked, raped, murdered in prison. But they're still on the streets with their pots and pans banging as madres, or they're young people that are attacking the the dictators and the fascists in Colombia or in Chile, in Argentina or elsewhere. And we're not we don't see it here. We are a very compliant society, and we can the revolution will not be televised, as Skillstar Aaron says. It will not be on Zoom. It will not be on a podcast. You can make a thousand documentaries that expose the underbelly of capitalism and they will go in one year and out one year and you will continue to get these documentaries and nothing happens. Whitey is still on the moon and Whitey's on Mars now. And there's a Tesla that is circling the earth and I never voted for that. So there's Whitey on the moon and just to update it to um, AI, baby. It's AI, it's uh, transhumanism, And you and I did not vote for that. And you and I can't get in the streets and shuffle around and fight this when you and I are using the tool of domination, Zoom. That's the problem. And so we have to balance that. We have to have these conversations. I think it's good. But I think other countries are doing a lot more to get on the streets. And it does take a revolution. And that means some people are going to die. And uh, I think Americans are averse to dying. Um,
2: Eduardo or
3: Kenny, do you want any final thoughts before we finish? Uh, all
1: right.
3: I just want to thank you. I think that you gave me a lot to think about, um, to read up on, you know, to continue uh, learning and discovering and uncovering, you know, and you know, uh, you know, be conspirational. We have to, you know, because we are they're being they're conspiring against us all the whole time. And so you do. You do have to take wild guesses, and sometimes, we're, sometimes we're gonna be wrong. But that's the point, right? To to, to have debates, deliberation, discussion, and create those spaces. You know, here in my community, you know, that's what I've tried to do, and, and to advance the, 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 the you know the, the situations where we're stuck. You know, where you know people of color, for example, in my community, we've been pigeonholing to just think about race. We don't think about you know how this relates to the whole system. Right, and so we we're just fighting about race, or or just fighting about sex, and and we don't discuss how these things are connected. You know, and I think that today that was the beautiful exercise that it might be hard for some people to follow, but that's what I think of Marxism. You have to see how things connect. You have to see the whole body, the you know how how this system functions, how it creates de- desperate lives, you know how it 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 it, it takes over our, our system of you know like our immune system, our psych- psychology, our emotions, everything in how, if we don't understand that, then we would never know how to fight back. And so thank you for, uh, you know, just sharing all your knowledge and, you know, really appreciating, hoping to have you here again.
1: Well, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, Kenny, the thing is, uh, you can, you're a good person. So you and I, and, and uh, anybody here, Eduardo and, um, Uh, Andy, you know a good person when you meet them. And I've met good Catholics and I've met good um, uh, Jews and I've met good Muslims, Um, uh, good people. You know, I've met some good Republicans. I've met some good Democrats. Uh, And then they get tied. It's like a tongue tie. They get tied down by what they think they need to think or how they should act. And capitalism does that it's capitalism is all about play acting it's all about being thespius, the thespian it's all about we we vote people into office who are actors literal actors or you know world wrestling federation um stars we we get people in politics that go to acting school that take communications classes on how they they need to let their speeches run and i don't know if you know this but the greeks that supposedly started drama in its you know theater amphitheater realm i'm not saying africa i'm uh, native people certainly had drama but it was having a man act like a woman and the, there were lots of philosophers philosophers saying there's something wrong where you have people acting roles it's not real it is so they anticipated artificial intelligence 3,000 years ago, and we, in this society, more than any other, we are Netflix to death, we are John Stewarted to death, we are SNL to death, we are Jimmy Dore to death, we are all being bombarded by people that are acting, and the reason why they're acting is they want to get their buck, and um, it it is definitely American sadism. Chris Hedges just came out with a talk, I disagree with a lot about Chris, but I'm not gonna throw the baby Chris out with the bathwater. American sadism, watch it. It's online, it's on ShearPost, Robert Shear's thing. All of what he says resonates with a lot of how you think. You are a good person and you can recognize good people in your midst. And that's what you and I and all of us today have to glom onto the goodness. And have those robust, sort of high-energy tequila, soothe conversations. But at the end of the day, respect those people. And you have to disrespect racists. You just have to disrespect them. And and they change. Sometimes they do. American History X, you know, that stupid movie. Um, it, it shows change. But there's no reason why we can't hate uh, murderers in our midst. And we don't always have to be... Um, trauma-informed. I don't always have to feel bad about Trump having narcissistic personality disorder or Biden having first or second stage of dementia. I work with those people, but I, and I love those people, but they're common people I've worked with. I am not going to give Biden or Clinton, who's got a sex addiction, I am not going to give those people the same breaks I give people in Portland who are <laughs> incarcerated and have the same anomalies. And I think I think good people need to be embraced, and bad people, if they're in the national spotlight, they need to be outed, I'm sorry. And it does sometimes feel like a contradiction, like you're attacking people because of their CPTSD, like Biden's got CPTSD, he lost two kids and a wife. So he's definitely somebody who's got complex post-traumatic stress syndrome. But I cannot give him that. Because he's not a regular guy. He has his finger on the nuclear button. And I just don't want to, you know, and I think a lot of Americans give too many people uh, the uh, the benefit of the doubt when they don't need the benefit of the doubt. They need to be voted out of office or put into the public docs,
0: baby. On that note, I I appreciate it, Paul, for for you coming here. And we've had... Very interesting people come onto this show, and you are one of those interesting, <laughs> wonderful, informed people. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate
1: it. You guys are magnificent for having me on here because at times it can seem like an ADHD bipolar <laughs> thing, and I and I I have to say that as a joke because I'm really trauma informed, so I would not say that in my profession as a social worker. But I can't be so worried about, um, you know. I think we're. I, I think I do have a type of interesting brought up young, and I have always been a communist. And so maybe that's my disease. (laughs) It's it's post-communist disorder, PCS.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Paul Heather. And I, we We need to get a vaccine
1: for that thing. Say what? We need (laughs) to get a vaccine for that disorder. It's mezcal. It's 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 smoky mezcal, <laughs> and and on a beach, thinking about Lila Downs, singing some music, and um, really reading Pablo Neruda and Vallejo, and and saying uh, uh, Vargas Lasso is a neo-fascist. I used to read his stuff. That son of a gun in Peru is so neo-fascist. But you know, we don't have these conversations, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've lost a lot of liberal friends because they won't. Talk to me about, you know, the mRNA. It's like, well, whatever. I mean, I'm not, wow, okay. So much for the conversation.
0: Yeah. This is the very purging time, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) The purge of the left. Yeah.
1: (laughs) You're the left left doing it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Paul Hader. uh, spent his years as a journalist in places like Bisbee and Southern Arizona at the border covering human inter- covering, covering human interest and in environmental issues in Spokane and throughout the Pacific Northwest. He's worked in the English and Journalism Department at, uh, as part of the faculty at several different colleges. Paul Rader as well has worked as a union organizer for SEIU and is a widely published author, including the books Wide Open Ice, Surfacing from Vietnam, and Reimagining Sanity, Voices Beyond the Echo Chamber. Um, we can find Paul's writings at The Dissident Voice, LA Progressive, Street Roots, Cirque Magazine, Counterpunch, LA Times, E. The Environmental Magazine, Planning, and Nova. What's Left is a weekly political podcast as channel challenging the mainstream left. We post information about our topics and our guests on the episode notes where you found this episode or on our blog at web-s dash left at webno.com. you can find past episodes to this podcast slash channel there and connect with us we'll also link to uh, Paul's uh, any links articles or anything that you want to share with us Paul in the episode notes yeah. I remind folks that if you like anything you have heard here please share your favorite episode rate, review, subscribe turn on your notifications to any of our platforms on Spotify iTunes Podcast Stitcher Google Play BitChute Libri LBRY Odyssey ODYSEE YouTube or Telegram. And if you would like to give us feedback about something you've heard or suggest, some, suggest something for us to cover, contact us through our blog. I'm Eduardo Barca with Hosts. Kenny Cepeda, and Andy Loopsen. See you all next time. Thank you, okay, Paul. Okay, macho. Andale, pues. All right, stick